when I was about 16 or 17, I was in high school. I played a poor game of basketball and a poor game of baseball. But I had a wonderful time, especially with the girls. <laughs> and one day, a man came downtown and had large crowds of people, and he was preaching from the Bible. And I went to hear him. And all the dissatisfaction that I had and the problems I had seemed to melt because of what he was saying. And I went forward in a meeting like this, and not this big, of course. I went forward and stood with other people and made my commitment to Jesus Christ. And I was... And I, 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 I was told that God loved me. That meant more to me than I could possibly tell you. You know, young people also want to be treated as individuals. And that's something that older people don't understand. They want to be trusted. Old people need to recognize the need for a young person's privacy. Young people also want to be accepted. Total rejection of a young person becomes almost a hell to them. They need to be loved and trusted and accepted. They need to be listened to. You should be listened to. You have something to say that's important. You have feelings that need to be expressed that your parents may not quite understand. Young people want their parents also to forgive them. And they want you to forgive them. And they also want the security of authority. They want discipline. They don't realize it, but they do. They're much happier when they're disciplined, if they're disciplined the right way. My wife is here tonight, and I... And I left all the discipline to her. <laughs> when I came home from a trip, I tried to be loving and kind and agree to whatever they wanted. And the children, one time I remember, they told me that they had no clothes to wear. They sure needed some new clothes. And I took them downtown and I bought as many things as they asked for. And I have a couple of my daughters are here tonight, and they can remember. I came home, and my wife was astonished that I'd spent that much money on new clothes, which she said they didn't need. So she took all the clothes back to the department store. And the clerk said to her, Ms. Graham, I knew what was happening but I felt so sorry for your husband. He was having such a good time. <laughs> but this passage here in the Bible about this rich young man that came to Jesus, he was searching for purpose and meaning. 
and forgiveness and love. And he came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, keep the commandments, all the commandments, and then take up your cross and come and follow me. This young man had a lot of money. He was a millionaire playboy. And he thought for a little bit, the scripture says that Jesus loved him. He loves you tonight, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your condition, however many sins that you've committed, he loves you. He went to the cross for you. He died for you on the cross. That's the meaning of the passion of Jesus that Mel Gibson put on film a few months ago that Jesus shed his blood for you. When you go out at night and look at the stars, if you can see them here. <laughs> There's the Milky Way. 200 billion stars. And we're just one little planet around one little star, the sun. And we are absolutely overcome. We can't conceive it. We can't understand it. We don't know why. God had no beginning. He has no end. And yet the scripture says that he loves. And that to me is a tremendous thing to think that the almighty God who takes in all of space and all the galaxies loves me and loves you. And some people are searching in the wrong places. Buddha, the great man from India, said when he died that he was still looking for peace and he hadn't found it. And some of you are looking. You're looking for it chemically. Drugs, alcohol, to help you through the day of the week or through an examination at school. We have read a lot about binge drinking, where young people just go wild and drink themselves many to their death. And then you look for it emotionally. You turn to sexual relationships, and you haven't really found in that what you were looking for. Oh yes, you have a good time, it's exciting, but it's soon over. And there's a guilt that's left over in years to come. And young people today that I find, many of them are lonely. It's hard to believe when you're having, looking a good time or at a dance or a party that somebody's lonely. But they are. There's also a sense of not belonging. There's also a restlessness among young people today. There's a feeling of emptiness. Many people are despondent. Many feel a sense of guilt. And there's a growing disillusionment with drugs and cults to solve problems. There's a strong desire to have some sort of ideology that'll help make sense of your existence. Perhaps these are some of the things that drove this young man to Jesus. And when he came to Jesus, he fell down on his knees in front of Jesus. And he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Jesus said, keep the commandments that Moses gave. He said, I've done that all my life as a boy. Jesus said, one thing you lack, just one thing that keeps you from the kingdom of God, one thing that you are making a mistake of, go sell all you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. The young man groaned, turned away very sadly. He couldn't pay the price. He was too rich. And the disciples who were with Jesus asked him, how can rich people inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus indicated that with God all things are possible. This young man had come to the right person. He had come at the right time while he was young. If you come while you're young, you have your whole life ahead of you to serve him. He came with the right attitude. He fell down. He acknowledged that he was a sinner. He asked the right question. What must I do? How can I? And he got the right answer. But he did the wrong thing. And some of you tonight are facing that decision. What do you do with Jesus? You don't understand it? You don't need to. You come just as you are. And come to Jesus, who's on the cross for you and who rose again, and who's a living Savior.